Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast. We are continuing our playthrough of Book 2 of Mummy's Mass, The Half-Dead City, when last we had left our heroes. Everybody was dead. Um, <laughs> we had mummy rot! I didn't kill anybody. And uh, not for lack of trying, not for though. Lack of trying. Mummy I'm just rot. talking about mummy everybody rot. in the city was dead. Not yet. Not everybody. Not everybody. It's not a ghost town yet. He said half-dead. Half of the oh. city is dead. Actually, I'm going to have to rework that anyway, because that was book one. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. This is empty yep. graves. This is so empty yes, graves. Book book two of Mummy's Mask, empty graves they were by Crystal Fraser. Empty. They are definitely em- well. If, if they weren't empty before, they are definitely empty now. Uh, yeah, we still don't know how much of the city has been emptied. Good old Akintepe's oh, climbed out and gone. Where's my crap? And stuff <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> we were sanctioned. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure allowed. you could explain that to him. Yours <laughs> would probably us. just give it back. It's like, okay, no, we have to put him down. He's undead. I was going to say, you already sold that stuff. No, I have his, well, I have his shield and his scopage. <laughs> Here, take this sword. Try not to kill me with it. <laughs> yeah, so you guys have been participating in the auction held at the Candy Jackal before you had been rudely interrupted as the doors had pounded down. Waves of undead had poured through. Uh, all of you had managed to successfully defeat those. I think that was back in like... Episode 33. Yeah. Before... There was the arrival of your first mummy fight in Mummy's Mess. And boy, so howdy. It was, howdy. It messed us up. Yeah, it was really, yeah. really not good. It, it was shockingly effective. It made yeah. everyone think a little highly, more highly of like Falto. I, yeah. Maybe you. I mean, on yours, assumed he was capable. I, did, <laughs> I don't know. Even he didn't know anything. Just like, hmm. He doesn't come across as capable because he's so gullible. Like yeah. we've, we've, we've told him how many lies and he's just like bought it and not realized that we're just joking with yes, him the entire time. Yes, because he's from a completely different country. He's still, if you're a street smart person, you don't just say, ah, yes, that sounds right when things sound not right. But, you know, if he mm-hmm. helped kill a mummy, he's probably pretty good. He just doesn't have yeah. a lot of ranks and sense motive. Well, I think, yeah. I think that's actually a, uh, an anime trope, though. The dense and kind of stupid swordsman that is like the yeah. world's greatest swordsman, but he can't tell like when people are being joking or serious. It or just anything. makes me think of Slayers. Yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the characters mm-hmm. in Slayers was like that. He was the best swordsman in the world with dumb as a box of bricks. Box of I, don't, bricks. I don't know if Felto's dumb. He's just... <laughs> Gullible. I don't know. He's kind of dumb. De- decent intelligence. Yeah, but great he's, wisdom. he's just, yeah, he's just, <laughs> yeah. just gullible. Not a lot of ranks and sense motive. Or yes. knowledge arcana, because uh, we've also told him things that are not magical. Well, he's <laughs> he obviously sh- not a magic yeah. person. Yeah, I was about to say. How, how, how high is Sudi's knowledge arcana, Sudi? Even if I put a rank in it, I would have a one. <laughs> <laughs> I knowledge arcana not at all. So, yes, those in glass pyramids. <laughs> we, were, yes. we were just like, okay, Falto might be decent with a sword if he actually fought a mummy, because that was hard. Yeah. <laughs> that was difficult. Yeah. But you had then decided to split up the remaining members of the Crypt Finders, as well as Marin from the Dog Soldiers. And Scald Lady. Yes, and, and Sigurd Firehair. One of the Andorans was hanging around. The wizard left, but I think the others were still here. The others were accompanying the rest of the Dog Soldiers yes. and some of the other adventurers mm-hmm. to go to the gates to the City of the Dead, since mm-hmm. that would be the primary Go make amends for accidentally and bringing a mummy. And and the others were going to the Temple of Bast. Yeah. After that, who knows? They might be also going to the the front. Regardless, though, it's you had all been. Thir- it's episode thirty five, by the way. We yes, haven't said that 35. yet. Episode thirty five. That's cool. Uh, episode thirty five. The one with the mommy issues. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> mommy dearest. Oh God. Speaking of mummy, 
Yes, on yours. Uh, well, the entire party had been conscripted by uh, Demege Mafre. Yeah, she's the not a nice lady. Head of House Mafre, also a councilwoman, to escort her back to the Grand Muslim. I mean, it's only like fifty feet. It's farther than that. Yeah, it's it's almost it's about a hundred yards. That's not that far. It is when she's a noble woman and there's zombies. I, I was gonna say it, it, it's not a long walk <laughs> physically. But considering we're going to be slashing down who knows how many undead, then that gets very exhausting very fast. Yeah. Like she slashes down any undead. Oh, that's true. She's, that's why she has <laughs> us. We never talked about payment either, so I don't know if we're getting paid for this escort. Oh, damn it. It was a little bit chaotic. It was chaotic or else Segura would have totally brought that up. Ah. So, I imagine Sudi wouldn't actually think of that because Sudi is not like, you know, no, is just very mercenary. Yeah, I'm but too Segura. distracted. I'm thinking about my actual family that I care about and love that's like maybe getting murdered right now. I'm not sure. Thanks mm-hmm. for the caring. I've known you for two days. <laughs> Four. Like, a week? A week. Like a week? Yeah. I don't know. It's been you a didn't save me. You didn't take me off the street. Nah. So, I'm going to queue up a little sirenscape here. Um, also, we have mummy rot, and you told us to remind you that. Yes, we do. We have to roll for mummy rot. Oh, yeah, because it onset flight. It's about to In be a one deal. minute. They sigh. In the middle of talking to your mom, that's just like... That's guns guy, that scream. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Buddy Christ. Oh, yeah. He survived. He survived. We yeah. don't know. We, again, once again, don't know his name. He's finger bu- no, guns guy or Buddy Christ. No, I I just... It starts with an A, I think. I don't remember. See, I told you we don't know him because nobody he, knows his name. Because he's really creepy. And do you want to... Re- yeah, no. We just decided he was Buddy Christ and mm-hmm. then it... <laughs> Come in. There you go. Not an A. Not an A. You were hundred percent wrong. Yes, Heather's just because she's just like, don't don't all names start with an A? I mean, on her it doesn't sound like it should start with an A, but it starts with an A. Oh my god. Sagira anyway. starts with an A, it's silent. Everybody's got the silent A that's so common in uh, Egyptian. It makes sense in uh, any sort technically, of Technically, so like, I was, was reading about Egyptian stuff today because I was writing my little vignette. Uh, apparently, the Egyptian that we know today is really not anywhere near what it yeah. is because yep. they didn't have vowels. Yep. So technically... The A would have been silent. <laughs> yep, because they didn't so have it. That, that would mean <laughs> the that, A like, wasn't silent. It just wasn't written. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to TJ for that book that I've looked through. <laughs> All of the symbols were consonants. Yeah. Yeah. So so basically, if I was going to write Sudi's name, it'd be like SD. Yeah, and yeah. you'd have to just know that the O and the E are in there. <laughs> That seems inefficient. <laughs> like, does that mean well, that somebody's like just sitting there going, sase? Well, I mean, Latin had no punctuation yeah, no and no punctuation. spaces and no yeah. capitalization. They That's figured true. that out. That's well, true. Well, it's kind of like, think about how we speak. We just, it's a constant stream, and yet somehow you know the different words that I'm saying, but there's, yeah, there's, there's no pause. We don't pause. It's not like. Well, I'm well aware that you guys don't pause. (laughs) (laughs) Real fast. (laughs) Sorry, future Rick. Nah. So all of you make your way out of the Candy Jackal onto the city streets. The sun is set entirely. The night is black. The sky is filled with stars providing some illumination as well as the rising moon. I'm going to... On Uris, we'll cast a light spell. That's a good idea. You whisper off your spell. And suddenly all the zombies come toward us because we lit a light spell. <laughs> uh, light blazes around you, casting long shadows from the various pillars out here, stretching away into the distance. From here, things seem to be under control. You can see the priests of the Temple of Abadar, as well as the priests and priestesses of the Temple of Phrasma, arrayed outside of their own temples. There are already clumps of people rushing their way towards the temple, people that seem to have been injured previously in other fights. And you can see marching past various patrols of the, of the local city watch. 
As you would step fully out and begin to make your way across the wide open courtyard, you can tell that the the crocodiles in their small enclosure are even more agitated than previously, although not as agitated as when they tried to kill all of you. Mm, I get it, buddies. Well, I guess that's all right then. And here's like, I can calm one of them. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like we couldn't use the backup right now. Crocodiles, get with it. On her, it would take to the wing, beginning to circle overhead and widening gears as you make your way across the open courtyard. Your mother would follow along. I imagine you probably form kind of a protective perimeter, although the towering figure next to her, Hajip. Do I I know him? Was he part of the guard, the family guard, when I still lived there? He was not the captain of the guard when you were there. That notwithstanding, he is a towering onyx figure of rippling muscles. (laughs) He would watch the surrounding ground curiously, seemingly more trying to keep his eyes towards the alleyways and the shadows between the buildings and not as concerned with the open courtyard here. Bodies lay strewn about here and there. Fortunately, a majority of these appear to have been the, well, been dead longer than the last few hours. Mm. A fair number of these, however, seem to be much more recent. And you would have to step over streaks or pools of blood, steadily soaking into the sand as you make your way across the open courtyard. The councilwoman, Councilwoman Mafre, would eye towards the structure, watch the surrounding shadows. What has caused this? I don't know. It must be something with this lottery. <laughs> Maybe we should wait on this discussion until we get to our destination. Yeah. Who are you? All of you. You, Sudi, was it? That's correct. I remember you. Okay. So you just kind of like shifts <laughs> uncomfortably over to the side, still remembering the embarrassment of that night. He tells me it's easy you would return back to the city on some time yours. ago. On yours. I've been with the temple for... About a year now. Yes. Septi has told me. Is there a problem? She glances somewhat sidelong towards your less noble companions. Uh, Citra kind of narrows her eyes back. I'm noble as hell, actually. (laughs) I just recently found out. (laughs) I'm at least 50%. (laughs) Yeah, the other other half's weird magic (laughs) genie stuff. I'm trying. Maybe out to kill me. I don't know. You might be royal genie for all you know. Who knows? You're a freaking genie queen. <laughs> Nefeshti. <laughs> Wrong country. That's true. But she steps alongside you, glancing up the. Uh, I think it's a vast dif- distance because she's barely five feet tall. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, over a foot. <laughs> oh, she's like my height. <laughs> Where have you been? I went out into the scorched dunes and then I spent some time in Tefu at the library. Citra is like looking at the other two, like, why are we waiting? <laughs> We're walking. No, and this talking. Is, no we're, this is a, yeah, we're we're walking at a at a stately but hurried pace, <laughs> okay. and we're all listening but not looking. Okay. You know, doing like we're we're catching each other's eyes, but we're like staying out of it. But we're all definitely yeah. yeah so he's got like the one ear towards like the alleyways and stuff, and the other ear right like towards the conversation. <laughs> we're gonna learn things. He never tells us anything. His real name's Azizi, or his mom's thinks his name is that. We're not sure. He doesn't look like it is easy. <laughs> Sorry, it's interesting. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. We'll have a rendezvous at midnight. <laughs> Why have you returned? When they announced this lottery, I came to work with the Spire to secure the City of the Dead and then participate in the lottery so I can ensure the sites that I went to were properly maintained and not desecrated. And yet you still hold on to this... The story that you've made for yourself. It's not a story. 
You have a place. This isn't exactly the time. I'm glad you've returned. I don't have a sense motive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust her. I think everyone's going to sense motive. All right, everybody sense motive. We're all just like, the heck? I get a 16. I only get a 10. I don't know. I get an 11. Sudi gets perfect 20 for a 26. It's <laughs> <laughs> one encounter. So all, all the rest of you, yeah, you think she maybe even genuinely means that in like a flash of maternal affection. She states this on your turns, still watching the surrounding alleys and as she steps back a half step from beside him Sudi there's something there's almost this cast down moment and you realize perhaps most accurately Azizi didn't return and she seems cognizantly aware of that Mm -hmm. you are not interrupted as you make your way approaching towards the mausoleum by the time that you're about three-fourths of the way there the door is open there are numerous priests and priestesses lined up along the stairs ushering people into one of the do- or one of the two doors, although the other of the double doors leading into the sanctum have been closed. These open up as numerous members of the Voices of the Spire begin making their way down uh, with weapons at hand. At the head of this group, you would immediately recognize the Ketshipus, who stands towering and would just gesture for his men to follow. They would reach the bottom of the steps as he would turn, addressing them, and then all of you may make me a perception roll. Sagira gets a 27. Sudi is blowing all of his perfect 20s with another perfect 20 for a 28. <laughs> Citra got a 15. Onyris gets an 18. It's weird that they're here, right? Shouldn't they have been on the wall? Uh, shouldn't they have been here a lot well, sooner? They, they work in shifts. Oh, okay, yeah, Shouldn't they have sense. gotten up a lot sooner, though? Like, well, they had to get gear on. See, this is why Sudi doesn't wear gear. Faster reaction time. <laughs> okay. Totally a method behind my madness. Okay. And suddenly Cthulhu comes out of Shepus's mouth. Excuse me, you're in the wrong book, sir. Please leave. <laughs> this isn't sh- uh, strange. We could take the Narlotep guy. Well, yeah, we, that guy we, would be fine. There could still be Cthulhu. Narlotep. We haven't gotten there yet. Narlathotep, that's it. That'd be fine. That's appropriate. He is the Black Pharaoh. Yeah, like, cool. Yeah, okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> you'll, you'll allow it. You're the GM over here. Sudi is the arbiter of whether or not Elder which, gods can Yes, come which hang out. great old ones can mess with us. <laughs> Sweet. Unbeknown to the entire party, Sudi has lore at elder gods. You are Cthulhu. <laughs> He's from uh, Ulthir. <laughs> <laughs> so with your 27 and your 28, both of you see him stop at the steps, turn back to address. Both of you see that the wind disturbs around him. Like there's a gust of air that shouldn't be there. The sand disturbing back past him. Segura, I imagine for this, this for you is curious. Sudi, you think you have an idea. You do know that there is a guardian of the Grand Mausoleum, a guardian known locally to the priests as Ajen Ra Bakwa. To your understanding, this is some sort of psychopomp. Although that makes sense, actually. Much like all the psychopomps, they are capable of being invisible at all times. Mm. If this is being also called into the fray, things are serious. Yes. Yikes. As you approach, you could overhear the man's speech as he turns back to the voices of the spire. My soldiers, it would appear that there is a great threat amongst our numbers. The high priestess says that this is a, an energy, a rolling force. She refers to it as a, a pulse of Ka, an animating life force, invigorating the dead with the semblance of life. But without their ball, they are mindless, destructive beings. We are the voices of the Spire. It is our duty 
to safeguard this city and the lands beyond before this can spread. There is no sacrifice too great. Accompany me, and we will act as the veil between the living and the dead. For as may guide each of you, may tonight not be your night. The voices would all simply solemnly lower their heads in a bow of respect before there's no grand cheering or clapping or anything like that. They simply nod to the inevitability of their own potential deaths. Mm. City mirrors them from far. Yes. Sigura looks at you, yeah. but she doesn't say anything. Today is a good day to die. What do we say to death? Not today. Not today. Uh, witness me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that seems, witness that, me. I was going to say, that seems to be Sudi's mantra right now. The voices of the spire turn and make their way. Nikot glances back over towards all of you as he passes, but makes no real acknowledgement other than Sudi, who is a former member of the voices. But he seems to be far too preoccupied for the inevitable battle to come as he pulls his mace free from his belt and prepares himself. They're zombies. You're not going to... Oh, you got it. It's disruptive. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter then. I'm going to pound some zombies into oblivion. Anyway. (laughs) Ascending up the blood-soaked steps, you could make your way up to the Grand Mausoleum. Aranyas turns to his mother. I'm assuming you want to find Sebti and the other council members. There's no good temple music. Sounds very Buddhist. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I need to go and speak with them. Are you two accompany me, or are you heading from here? I'd like to go to the Temple of Bastet. I'm with you on that. We should speak with Septi. I don't think Septi really needs to speak with us currently. She knows everything we know, right? Yes, we told her everything. If she has detected the pulse, she may have some idea where it is. I can't track it. That's true, because every moment we're wasting here, not finding out what's causing this, is causing more undead to spread, most likely. I think we all know what's causing this. Yes, but if Septi can tell us where it is, maybe we can track it down. Okay, then we go speak with her quickly, and then we leave. Yes. We do that. The four of you, as well as Lady Mafray, make your way through the halls and ascend up the steps to the second floor of the temple. This is Segura's the first time up here, and mm-hmm. Sudi's first time up here in the story. <laughs> Although you've been up to the second floor yeah. of the temple previously, but of course, Onuris and Citra are simply making their way back to where they met with Septi previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, see back in episode 30, I think. Mm-hmm. It's all blurred together now. Pretty much. <laughs> As you ascend up towards the second level, the chambers here are quiet in comparison to how busy they would be during the working hours in the administration as the Temple of Phrasma, once again, is not only the temple for the city, but also serves as a de facto city hall. Mm. Septi's office would stand at the end of the hall, although before you can reach it, you would find a set of double doors off towards your right-hand side that Citra and Onuris had passed previously, although in those cases they had simply been filled with bureaucrats. Uh, the dreaded bureaucrat. Mm-hmm. Now, however, the room would contain a table set there. The table is large enough to comfortably accommodate nine, although at the moment it only accommodates six. Numerous lay priests are making their way to and fro as they begin relaying orders, and a map of the city of Wati has already been rolled across the table here, with a number of markers placed upon it, although what these markers mean you don't entirely know. A vast majority of these markers are lined up along the wall separating the city of the living from the city of the dead. Sebti is in this room. All of you recognize the priestess with her short, shorn black hair, her almost intense features as she would stare down over this map and the little Cayman skull necklace that she wears. Nice. In addition to her, you would see that there is a a half-elven man wearing fine white white robes gilt with silver and gold. 
uh, and bearing a key hanging about his neck, denoting ah. him to be the high priest of the Temple of Abador. Oh, look, they're uh, working yes. together. How nice. Is he on the council also? He is also a member of the council. Cool. In addition to that would be an older man. He's rather handsome, short-cut hair, wearing what appears to be fine noble's clothing, and carrying on his hip what looks to be a shimitar of exquisite make. Any of those of you who have knowledge of nobility? Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. On yours, gets a 23. You'd be able to recognize this man as Abhen Akinti, the oh. patron of the Akinti family. We met his son. Yes, you actually most recently met his yep. son. He looks like he doesn't look like he was, you know, waking woken out of bed or anything like that. He was probably in the region. Mm-hmm. And there's splatterings of blood along his sleeve, as if he'd recently drawn and used said weapon. Uh, on yours, all you really know about him is he's kind of the embodiment of the Playboy reputation for the Akinti family. <laughs> uh, and other than his own extensive family, he has six sons and more daughters than that. Um, <laughs> he is also supposedly the father of various bastards throughout the city. Yay. He's also supposed to be one of the greatest swordsmen of this city. Mm. So he's Wati Hugh Hefner mixed with like some really great swordsman person who I don't have off the top of my head. Yeah. He's, he's just a nice silver fox as played by, I don't know. Antonio Banderas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, that's weird. I, uh, that's, I just yeah. dumped his the guy with the mustache. It. You know, he's got a mustache. He's like a silver fox guy. He's in like a lot of westerns for some reason. Oh, oh. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Um, Elliot something. That seems right. <laughs> no. Sam Elliot. Sam. Sam Elliot. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I'll go with Sam Elliott. Yeah, that's a good one. That's played by Anderson Cooper. Uh, <laughs> okay. Speaking of silver Actually, foxes. Actually, that's a pretty good silver fox right there. Yeah. Yep. True. In addition to these two, the uh, the high banker and the high priestess, as well as the head of house, Akinti, and your mother would take her own seat, there's also, yes, an elderly looking halfling woman. Hmm. She would sit in a chair specially designed for her so that she's sitting level with everyone else with like steps. Yeah, she's got like a little booster seat. Yeah. I will let any of those who wish make me a knowledge nobility. I will also let Segura roll me a profession embalmer. Hey. Oh. Um, on yours gets a 21 <laughs> I, on their nobility. I rolled a two, so I get a nine. Yeah, it's been a while for, for Segura. You haven't really been been dealing with that aspect of your previous life. On, like on yours, you would recognize years. her as being Bajut Everhand, the mistress of the embalmer's guild. Mm-hmm. So in charge of the most powerful guild in the city. And finally, there would be... A handsome man, you'd say probably in his mid-30s, with fine features, slicked back hair, although he has a, a pursed-lipped and nervous look as he looks over the table. On yours, just taking your previous knowledge and ability, uh, you'd be able to recognize this as Oshep Kamed, mm-hmm. who I believe got a name drop the last time you were here. He is the Hatia of Wati, which is kind of a... It is a position appointed by the pharaoh as like a provincial governor. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, so he is effectively in charge of the city. There's nine people on the council, so now six of them are here. The council is only only comprised of seven. Okay. The sixth or the eighth position is not currently taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is an open position, usually left to be filled by one of the noble family or be filled in a, a temporary position. And then the ninth seat at the table is always left available for the pharaoh. Okay. Although so the pharaoh means, is, is not that, in attendance. Is the whole council here then? I lost count. No, the only member who is not here is Nakat Shepis. Oh, oh yeah. Because oh. he's off killing things. Makes sense. Yeah. Like you do. Your mother would take her seat. I suppose all of you would just kind of line across the walls real quick, listening to them carry on for a couple of moments. Judging by what you can take in just listening to them, you would hear a, a quick kind of back and forth. Abhayan Akhenti leans over the table, 
just gestures down, pointing towards this building or that. It's like, well, first we need to secure the southern portions as well. We've had a number of outbreaks of the undead further towards the south and the east in the Ash District. I think that that needs to be something that we look into as uh, quickly as possible. The noble estates, however, are secure. I will inform the other nobility to barricade their own gates and then provide us with their personal guards. We will then be able to take those and secure the S district, particularly the area around the Embalmer's Guild. Bajut would nod the halfling, kind of standing up to the point where she's almost standing on the table so that she can actually see down. Yes, yes, the... Uh the embalmers guild uh, we have some protection and the um, the city watch has already moved to to aid us there there are of course a large number of uh, bodies in the preparation stages for being uh, properly interred they're still going through the embalming process and unfortunately many of them have uh, animated our embalmers are doing uh, what they can we have secured the portions of the buildings that are of greatest threat and the city guard are, are moving in to aid us uh, as necessary. I do not think it should be a grand concern, but if we can bring in the priests. Septi nods. Niket will secure the walls to the City of the Dead. However, we have possibly a greater threat. Unfortunately, as much as the voices of the Spire have attempted to combat them for years, the local gangs have dug many smugglers' tunnels beneath our walls and into the City of the Dead. If these cannot be located and secured. Well, Niket is splitting up his numbers to do what he can. Hey, do I know where those are? Yeah, I was about to say, Onuris looks over at uh, Segura Segura, you would Sudi. know where some are. Uh, <laughs> it is common for them to be abandoned constantly, and you haven't used them since you left the Faded, mostly because the Faded would kill you for using their territory or turf. You've kind of been regulated to actually climbing over the walls. It's not as big of a deal for when you were stealing. You could climb over the walls because you were going in there, getting a handful of trinkets and leaving. You weren't trying to cart a mummy out with you, at which point you need the smuggler's tunnels. Right, right. Then I cannot be helpful. Just kidding. They should have gone with the catapult route and just catapulted the mummies. Oh, God. The high banker, a man that any of you who can take 10 on knowledge, religion, and manage a, I'll say 15. Nope. Nope. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. So the two most religious individuals in the party. Hey-oh. Citra just follows the old gods. So she didn't know about these new ones. I was going to say, you're not up on the current, like, hip gods. No. I know about Abadar, but I don't know that guy. Yeah. I don't well, go to the bank. I keep everything in my mattress, you know. Well, the bank is also the temple. Yes. But yeah, <laughs> Follow Osiris, man. <laughs> yes, the high banker is a, a man by the name of Anak Tejut. His reputation kind of precedes him. He's a recent addition to the temple here and is known to, to push a lot for civic engagement and a large number of civic projects to aid well, basically the city in a whole. Hmm. He's one of those lawful good clerics. Yeah. Wow, so yep. he's like the first priest of Abadar we've met who's not a total tool. Okay. Sweet. We, don't, we don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. Yeah, he Didn't you guys in. watch Luke Cage? That lady did a lot of really good things for her city, but she was still a... <laughs> Fair. The high banker nods. The Church of Abadar will, of course, do what we can to restore order and balance to the city. And, of course, make certain that the markets are protected so that trade and commerce can continue. <laughs> they got their we priorities real straight. also <laughs> make certain to secure the docks and check all of the ships, both well, primarily outgoing, to make certain that this infection or whatever is transpiring here does not spread. There are paladins of Abadar in attendance at our temple, and we will make them available to the voices of the spire. Infection. That's a good one. 
Well, I believe then we have a, a general idea of what we need to do. We must determine the source for this most recent outbreak. I can only assume that it was from where we were storing the dead, brought back from the lottery, a large number of the adventurers who had fallen, as well as some of the others that we were unable to immediately attend to before transferring them to the Embalmer's Guild. We must secure that building, although unfortunately it may need to wait until daybreak. At the moment, I do not have the priest to spare. <clears throat> yeah, so we're going there, but also we really just need to know if you know where that mask is, maybe, or like the source of this like necromancy stuff, because that's all we're here to know about, so we can stop that. That is not all we're here to know about. It's a, that's pretty much what oh. we're here also, to Also, that was about. not a very good summary of everything we know. We thought they don't need to just... We need to just go. I'm in, in a hurry. My family could be dead, and my mom is probably back from the grave, causing a ruckus in the Embalmer's Guild. Like... I don't care about the highfalutin politics of this town right now, Sudi. All of them kind of stop, turn. <laughs> like, who the heck are these people as they look back on Yuris' mother, kind of face palms. <laughs> starts rubbing her temple. She, she so, starts going, yes, yes, he's not my son. No, he's definitely on yours. Septi stares over with her the I said things. unreadable expression. I Lord, am here to offer my services. Lord Akinti turns, glances over. Well, that was quite the introduction. Yeah, we don't have time for niceties and sitting around and talking. Yeah, we'd like to just go do. Adventurers, then. Yeah, seems so. Septi nods. I'm an artist. These are the doorkeepers of the Duant. They are one of the local adventuring groups that delved into the lottery. They have also provided me with some information that may connect to this. Although I have informed... Commander Shepis, and he will be investigating to the best of his ability once he is able to press through the wall of undead mm. that are apparently closing on the gates. You are here to assist us. Yes. Very well. At the moment, we do not have immediate concerns other than the warehouse that was storing the bodies. We do not know what threat still lies there. How many of the bodies may have escaped? But somebody mentioned the, a pulse of energy. Is that where it started from? I sense an energy roll through the city. For lack of a better term, a Ka pulse. The Ka being the, the energy that animates our bodies. It is animating the dead as well, mindlessly, as their Ba are still separate. Their souls, their spirit, their personality are still separate. It also brought back a mummy. Yeah, that was fun. We faced the mummy in the auction house. Some uh, Andorian adventurers had apparently brought it in, not knowing there was a mummy inside of it. There were protections on the sarcophagus to render the contents invisible. That shouldn't have happened with just the pure call energy. Unless it was the... definitely speaking. And my call was almost ripped from my body during this. We had some experiences like that here as well. Individuals whose ball had made the trip into the afterlife. Those that returned, the connection is never quite the same. This pulse may have disrupted your boss's connection to your body. Your it imp. was unpleasant. I imagine it was. If you are making yourselves available and would be able to check, we need to secure the bodies in that warehouse. We do not know how many have escaped, although we think a fair number of them as they seem to have overrun the sunburst market and caused the unfortunate fatalities that have taken place there. 
We are not positive of the latent energies still remaining in the city. Some who were killed rose again. It is quite possible that this energy still suffuses here. Those who fall to the undead may simply raise again and add to their numbers. Yeah, we've witnessed that ourselves. The Hatia glances over towards all of you, looks back towards the table. We must secure the city. Stating the obvious, no offense. We must close the roads. We must quarantine ourselves so that this does not spread beyond Wati. We cannot risk our sister cities. If this energy is spreading or even still here, we cannot risk it going to a place with a population like On. It would be far too dangerous. We must also investigate what has caused this initially. The energy seems to have rolled west, so it must have come out of the City of the Dead. Well, if that's where the silver chain is held up, then that makes sense. As if they have it. Seems like they have it. Regardless, if we're going to try to find the source, it sounds like we need to go back into this half-dead city. I cannot grant you that authority. We need to secure the living city before we worry about the dead city. Yes. Mm. Then I think we should go ahead and go. You let us know if there's any other places we need to go, and I say we head to the warehouse. Yep. Thank you for your assistance, storekeepers. Citra, Citra out. Citra does like the laziest salute like ever. Salute is that a thing? I don't don't know. know. We just leave. Citra's like like this makes her antsy because she like knows how fast like mummy rot can take over and everything. So she's like, this is like waiting too long. Like as while y'all sit here and casually talk about this, people are getting mummy rot. That's why Sigura's like, this is so annoying. Well, I was gonna see if one of the clerics here might be able to help them before we go fight more undead. Regardless, we okay. Still well, let's go ahead damage. and uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and give the two of you a damage because both of you look horrible right now. Uh, I don't have no time for this talk. Less, less I forget though. Septim makes her way over. She would provide all of you with a a map of the city of Wati that they already have gridded off. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, okay. That may, I was like, I I think I know the city, ma'am. Take this with you. Mark down any areas that you see of concern, and if you find any smugglers' tunnels, be certain to report them to the voices of the spire. Can do. If you were to aid us in this, you should have protection. She would produce a wand before handing it over. On yours, we'll take it. For both healing and a weapon. Go in for Asma's light. May she judge you fairly. And you also too. to you. Before leaving, Onuris would turn to his mother. We'll speak later. Be careful. Of course. Stay here until it's safe. I have my own job to do. What kind of wand did she give me? So first off, let's get A the, wand uh, of remove disease and curse. No. Uh, no. <laughs> Magic. The old, the old double wand. It's only in this book. It's a like unique to Mummy's Mask wand. <laughs> It's a mummy yeah. mask. It's, it's a mummy two and one removal wand. wand. There you go. The why not both? We're never that lucky. No, we're not. No. Uh, it is a wand of cure light wounds. Hey, at least oh, there's nice. that. Well, that's nice. That's helpful and necessary. Both Let's healing see how and goes. a weapon. Yep. Please use it more for healing than Yeah, weapon. I was going to say, I think we need more for the healing than the weaponry. But before we go any further, death comes for Sigir and Sudi. Lean over the table with the nobles and go, ah! Yeah, yeah. Just, like, just like vomit like blood cough, all yeah. over the place. <laughs> Uh, mummy rot is not transmitted that way. I know, but they don't know. Yeah, they probably do. Not all of them would know. I don't know the symptoms of mummy rot. I just imagined, you know, something. You become dramatic. pill and pasty. There are two high-level priests right here. They know the symptoms. Those two know, but there's seven people at this table, man. All right, so saves. What are we saving? Yeah, we've already, already failed, failed our saves. saves. 
We're just taking damage now. It's probably constitution As Sagira and Sudi fill their festering wounds from the mummies, or from Mm. the mummy, begin settling in. Sagira, uh, from mummy rot, you've taken one point of constitution damage and five points of charisma damage. Holy crap. You look like the walking dead. (laughs) Someone just channels. (laughs) Out of reflex. Uh, Sudi, you have taken two points of constitution damage and three points of charisma damage. Ow. I didn't have a whole lot of charisma to begin with. I had an okay amount of charisma, but it's not looking good for Sagira right now with her seven charisma currently. I don't suppose you have anything for mummy rot. The disease I cannot, the curse I could attempt to deal with now. That is much appreciated. That is the most that I can offer you. Which one of your two compatriots? Which one? She has one, one removed curse. Who looks, sickest? who looks sickest? Well, he has the most constitution. I damage. do have the most con damage. Okay, Although you with know. your charisma damage, you actually look horrible. I yeah. look horrible, but I feel okay. You're just ugly. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> it's, a lot of it's just more, you know, she is, the color is drained out of her. With Sudi, you can't really your tell. Your cat with fur. Yeah. Your fur can't drain. His nose is a little dry, but... And that's for them to decide. So okay, he pulls out his hands. that seems the fairest way. A little, little Rochambeau action for those who can't see. <laughs> Let's let, let fate decide. Exactly, the Ferrazman way, Rochambeau. Except Sagira's much better at reading people, so right, let's see how this go. goes. Ha-ha! <laughs> Sudi wins! Paper beats rock. Sad. Sudi will be getting the cure. All right, so she's got a roll. She can still fill this, so let's we'll see what happens. I tell you, if I die... My ghost will haunt you your entire life. Well, she barely succeeds, but the curse element of the mummy's curse is removed. And that's the hard part. So, yay! The disease is still there and killing you. Well, yeah. This is my second curse. You're just lucky that I need to get a thing for curses. Something to boost your curse. Something uh, to remove curses or, like, prevent them. Eventually, don't you you get curse-breaking powers? Yeah. We are 300 experience away from next level. We really need to get some experience. So Let's maybe go punch a couple zombies in the face. You can then be like, ah, yes. Where is this warehouse that they've been keeping all the dead? Just right around the corner, isn't it? Yes, it's about a block and a half away from the Sumper's <laughs> Market. Nice. Oh, nice. I like that they haven't secured that. Well, it's where the, like she was saying, it's where the temple keeps all the dead that they can't keep at the temple because the temple's full of dead. And they have so many civilians rushing to the san- to sanctuary that they can't spare priests and they have to send all of their warriors up to the gates. Mm-hmm. So sounds like a right, job let's for the go see what's going on in here. And then we run away away. The four of you make your way down, uh, set off across or through the city streets. The city has grown quieter by now. <laughs> like distinctly less chanting. <laughs> the civilians are just gathering to chant in the streets. These are the, fra- those are the Frasmans walking by blasting off channels. They're all just like, eh, <laughs> This makes me think of uh, Monty Python. Do, 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 do. Quack. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember what they say, but it's like... The uh, I think they're just doing like Gregorian chant-like yeah. sounds. As you make your way out, the wind whipping by all of you as you step down the steps and begin making your way through the city streets, a quiet air has settled over the town, and you would all press your way forward. As you do so, uh, I think this would be an opportune time to let all of you know a little mechanic system that's going to be going on oh no behind the screens oh boy oh okay. no we're all going to die 
We all got mummy right. Love the enthusiasm that's going on tonight. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, feel a little beat down after getting beat down. Sagira's current like epithet is Sagira the twice cursed. <laughs> you're, you're working that number up, then it'll be thrice cursed, and yep. then like four, four yep. by, by four book, times cursed. By book five, it'll be Sagira the. Octo cursed. Yeah. <laughs> the mini cursed. Sagira's always counting. cursed. Just Sagira the, the cursed at that point. Yeah, well, it's cursed. like every character that we create, you know, like they have their thing. We had a game where somebody always got eaten. We yeah, had one where eaten. somebody always got disease. Somebody always yeah. got insanity. You know, uh, somebody like, always got mind always controlled. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's one where somebody always got mind controlled. So this is you're always cursed. That's not a great one. I'd prefer to be swallowed, please. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can put uh, myself out that, of yeah. something. I can't like stab a disease or a curse whatever Stab also if you're cursed enough do you just become an oracle like is that how that works <laughs> uh, how, how long do you have to be cursed before it's just considered a class feature <laughs> so here's how this works right now all of you are currently and i'll have uh who wants to volunteer to track this yeah what is it what kind of track <laughs> how much work are we talking about <laughs> we want to know well, what I we're mean, getting ourselves into it's going to be easy for me to track as part of the timeline or do i need a separate grid you i don't... probably want a separate sheet of paper i say we make the med kit lady do it I think uh, Medkit Lady needs another notebook then. I can give you a piece of paper. Cause I'm you running can potentially out of paper track this. it with a sticky note. Really sticky note! Oh, to, but. We have I've sticky got notes. sticky notes. <laughs> Oh, like that, was that was a, such a fail. I love that I was volunteering. Oh my god, for this. Jordan, it's you like two stuck, feet. By the way. That's why I said it was such a fail. <laughs> I, was, I, I just, was commenting on how bad he I He can't did. toss things with his skinny nerd arms. But it's true. So, here is what is currently going on The city is full of zombies. The city now has a panic level. Oh, oh fun. You're currently at panic level 20. Oh, my. Is uh, so is that max panic? At the disco? <laughs> the, the, higher, <laughs> the higher the panic score is, the worse the situation is. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you want to bring the panic score down. A person is smart. People, People are dumb, stupid, and panicky. Yep. Thank you, Tommy Lee Jones, for that epic quotation from Men in Black. <laughs> there's <Yep>. your 90s <laughs> reference. <laughs> and there, yeah, I was like, and there's the 90s reference. I freaking love that movie. So this will apply from here on. I will let you know when you drop up or down your panic level. Okay. As you raise or lower the panic, you'll go through panic thresholds. Currently, you are sitting at the 20 to 24 panic score threshold. Actions that you will take will either raise or lower the panic, depending on how well you handle them. Okay. Okay. So effectively, if you burst into a room, intimidate the crap of a whole people, like scream, it's like, get out of here, you're all going to die. Uh, <laughs> that's not going to really help with the city's panic level. N- yeah. Neither will yeah. running through the streets with our arms raised going, we're all going to die. <laughs> I don't yes. think we're... I, I don't Every time you do that, the panic level raises by one d <laughs> <laughs> And somebody knocks out Sudi finally. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So here is how this will work mechanically right now. You are currently at the ghost town level of panic, which means that if you don't do anything tonight, when you get up tomorrow, it will still be at ghost town level. The longer that you take, the more panic simply accrues because of this situation. Sweet. Um, So move quickly. Move fast and break things. What is currently the situation is the city is effectively under martial law. Um, Everyone has retreated back to their own homes. The vast majority of the shops in the city are closed and services are unavailable. Prices for anything in the city are 200% above normal. Oh, fun. So 300% cost total. Yow. More or less because you have no choice but to go through Segura's black market options for, we need 50 feet of rope. It's like, that will be 20 gold. We have rope covered. I was going to say, Sudi got rope. rope. <laughs> Sudi uh, don't have a lot, but Sudi got rope. 
In addition to that, Watis temples are so inundated with refugees that they cannot provide spellcasting services above first level. Uh, Septi oh. had that spell available, but she will not have that spell available. For I guess I'm just going to die of mummy rot. Well, there are so many other people also with mummy Well, that's why rot. we have to lower the panic level. When do you get removed disease? How many mummies Next were there? Level. We need to level up. We yep. need 350 experience like, right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, look, a, a, a small cadre of the, stumbling zombies. The odds of random encounters are also up the higher the I panic level I wonder why. Is. But you can, of course... Raise or reduce. I will also go ahead and throw this out here. At the end of this adventure, your experience rewards will be affected by your panic level. So the lower the panic level, the better off we are. So the more successful you are, the more lives you save, the more experience you get. Well, that's cool. It's like rewarding people for being good. I should put more ranks in diplomacy. (laughs) And less in intimidate. A lot of ranks in diplomacy. As long as we just don't panic people and we kill evil things. Segura can't talk to anyone. (laughs) No more. Yeah, no more talking for you. Segura is going to kill things. That's where Segura's at. I'm just going to assume Septi kind of gave you guys a quick lowdown of what the temple needs from all of you before you make your way off. That this is the situation. Here's what we need from you because the temple can't be everywhere. Yeah, them um, people so did busy. not have any sense of urgency, and that bothered me. That's why I had to say something. Well, that's why I went, <coughs> you know. And I was like, oh, please fine. keep that in. They were, <laughs> they were planning things. Yeah, they were planning and strategizing. Yes, in and a very slow, slow way. Slow. They, they, they're planning and strategizing like they're going to like the quarterly board meeting to be like, ah, oh, and yes, and Would you rather quarter, have the city council screaming and panicking and yelling? I'd rather be like, you do this, you do that, yeah, not well, talking at a slow, casual pace. How about we like, okay, we need this done. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking as fast as I can. Oh, yeah. Well, the, yeah, they had already <laughs> mobilized a bunch of people. It just, it was the feeling. Oh, the nobles are fine. Now let's work on everything. Yeah, yeah well, that's well, awesome. That is part of it. I but, know. So, yeah, Septi explains it in a way that you understand as this progresses. Do what you can to help the people of the city. Stop whatever situations are going on. And the temple will make available what they can to aid you further. Okay. Okay. All right. We hustle to the warehouse. I assume Segura's taking points. Citrus yep. falling close behind. With all the weapons. Well, I was hustling say, even as Sudi's, much as we can. Yeah. What's your movement speed? Is it still slow? As- no, I have my new armor. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Sudi also walks around with his dagger pulled, which is a rare thing, but zombies don't like fists. Oh, Citrus got both of her kukris out. Yeah. <laughs> We're running through the street. Well, at Making a slow, measured downtown. run. It's like a jog. Walking maybe. fast. <laughs> faces passing. I'm warehouse bound. Yeah. He doesn't have that sense. Stop screaming, Sudi. You're scaring the people. We were just liven things up with holes out like, you know, their their various instruments and we just play a little song. If one of us was a bard, we'd be like, I'm just going to play music and make people feel better. And it's just a death dirge. Aww. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's my specialty. You tell the great heroic story of some... I only know minor chords. I was going to say the great great and sad story of somebody who, like, died a tragic death. It's like Danny Elfman is a bard. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the, the four of you make your way through the city streets. Navigating through the alleyways, the way lit by Onuris's light spell as you make your way from the Sunburst Market and then into the alleys where this moon and starlight can't truly reach. Yeah, Sudi pulls a sunrod. Or, not sunrod, do I have an ever-burning torch? What did you take? You took some sort I of light thing. thing. Uh, it's an ever-burning torch, so. Yeah. The desert heat has dissipated. Uh, a cool breeze comes in off of the Sphinx River and winds its way through the alleys and the streets causing goose flesh to raise up along your backs as you make your way through these narrow and tight alleys. 
These are alleys that I think for Segura and Sudi, you've spent so long in that you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But now all of the, the corners and blind turns, while you're used to having to deal with the occasional cut purse or thief in the night, the knowledge that around any of these corners could be just a horde of the undead is disconcerting. <laughs> I'm just imagining uh, I Am Legend when he like is going through the inside of the thing and he suddenly stumbles upon all the little uh, vampire things and they're all just sitting there going... <sighs> like that's my, that's my visualization right now of what it's like going through every corner right Hopefully now. Hopefully not in the crappy CGI that they chose to do for that movie. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're going. As you run the corner, you would find the warehouse. This warehouse is easy to pick out from the others. It is really no different than the surrounding warehouses with the exception of the large painted symbol of Phrasma mounted above the door that enters here. You approach on the main thoroughfare, noting that the city streets here are empty, although a dead donkey does lay nearby, seemingly torn apart by the ravaging hordes before they made their way towards the Sunburst Market. Which also didn't animate, No, oddly enough. Do you really want to fight an undead donkey? Well, I was just I was just sitting there and I was like, if it was if it was animals, it would get even crazier because it's like every fly that's killed becomes an undead fly. Well, like get, the uh, jackals did that one time. Yeah. Woo. They have a heck of a kick. The warehouse abuts the warehouse next to it on one side, although an alley runs between this and around towards the back of the structure. Although from here, you can't tell anything down that way. A single door stands on the front of this, and there are small windows set about 15 feet up. Each one of these windows about three feet wide, although no larger than about a foot and a half high, to provide some natural sunlight and illumination within. Each of these windows are barred. Good idea. To prevent anyone from slipping inside. Or out. Yeah, this case, out. Approaching the front door. The door is intact and closed. I would like to listen at the door. Is there a back door? All right. Roll your perception. As the cleric's like, oh, I'll listen at this door. Out of my way, ranger and rogue. <laughs> okay. I could do 20. On you yours, it's a 20. Yeah, you don't hear anything. Your bird circles overhead before alighting on the flat-topped roof of this structure. I don't hear anything. I'm going to open the door. The door's locked. <gasps> what a twist. The door's locked. Well, that explains why they didn't break it down. Is there another door to this place? There must be, or else how else did they get out? You may make me a knowledge engineering for anyone that has that. I actually have that. Oh, yes. Sudi kinks his dice. Sudi does not kink his dice and gets a 21. With a 21, you would know that this the front of this is the front of the warehouse this is a single door there would be loading doors probably in the back of the warehouse off of the main street so that they mm-hmm. could unload the bodies out of view of the main thoroughfare yes the back door is where they would go and cart the people in for lack of a better term well would then... we not get to the element of surprise if we came in this way though i mean they're not very smart it depends on if they True. hear us more than anything they may not even be in here if they all fled from here and started eating humans and such mm, possibly well, Let's maybe quietly move our way to the back. Okay. We begin stealthing. Very well. There is enough light here for dim illumination. Okay. So if you wish we, to deactivate yeah, your light spells yeah, we to... put away all the light. I have low light vision. That works for me. I also I'll have stealth light. heal you with your new armor on yours. I mean... Not. <laughs> I only have a two armor check penalty instead of a five. Oh, that's So something. slightly better. And I mean, I have dark vision. So the only person that doesn't have... That's going to be stuck in the dim illumination is Citra. Yeah. The human. <laughs> well, I figure we'll light something if it becomes a thing we need to do. But I don't even know if there's any in here. Why would they hang around here? There's nothing to eat. All right. So uh, what is your marching order 
circling around this alley that runs down the side of this. The alley itself is about 10 feet wide, so wide enough for a cart to make its way down, so you could feasibly walk two abreast if you so wish. The alley is also kept clear. So other than some sand building up in the corner where the structure meets the cobblestone path, it huh. seems to be clear. I assume Citra yeah, like and Sagira in the front, on yours and Sudi in the back. Okay. How close behind are on yours and Sudi following? I figure we're all staying pretty close together. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I assume we're in the right behind. Okay, so two by two. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, let's go ahead and get a stealth roll from everyone. I really just need to know who rolls lowest. <laughs> that would well, be me. I don't know. I rolled pretty low. I rolled the lowest. Once again, Sudi blowing all of his ro- all of his nat 20s. It's another nat 20 <laughs> for a 28. That's why we always send you to track people, because you're black, and it works well. Except for when I was tracking Sakura. I got or a 10. Sakura gets a 10. Oh, uh, Citra trips over her feet because um, her eyes did not adjust like everyone else's. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't wait long enough. But even still rolling a natural one, I got a 12. I told you I would beat you. I rolled a 4, and I got a 10. A on yours gets a nineteen. Oh, <laughs> we get uh, air five like from over the, the table. <laughs> you know what? Like I'm cursed. <laughs> I have mummy's rot. That's <laughs> you why have mummy's rot. Not the mummy's rot. The, the mummy. Thine mummy's rot. <laughs> Your mother's rot. Mummy's rot. Got the mummy thing. Are <laughs> you my mummy? Nope, not yet. All right, let's see. <laughs> Give it some time. It was such an emotional episode. It was so good. The four of you slowly creep your way down the alley. The alley is dim here. The only sound that comes to you immediately is the whistling of the wind. The cold breeze rolling across you as you make your way further. And the occasional soft crunch sound of your own feet stepping onto the sand wedged between the sort of cobbles here. The smell would be the first thing. Oh, no. The coppery smell of blood. That sickly sweet stench of rot and this tang disgusting tang of offal Citra and Sagira as the two of you leading the way creeping along I'm assuming weapons in hand oh uh, yeah <laughs> oh yeah you begin to approach towards the corner you can see the alley that runs back behind the warehouse about 15 feet across give or take and as you reach the corner a second sound comes this this occasional crunch noise, a snap sound, like sticks or mm. bone. Oh. And then this crunch, crunch, smack. Citra, you reach the end and glance around the corner. Beyond the moonlight shines down onto an alleyway. Blood stains the floor here. And the double doors that make up the back entrance to this warehouse stand wide open. Cracked open as one of them barely hangs on a single hinge and creaks slightly in the blowing wind. An overturned cart sits at the base of the steps. set of five steps leading up to a platform so that the back of the cart would be level with the floor of the warehouse to allow people to bring things in. A loading evenly. dock. A loading dock. This cart has been overturned. Its draft animal is gone. Although you wonder now if you saw that in the street outside. Hmm. Six figures hunch over a single form. You would hear a snapping noise come from them as three of them would glance back over their shoulder as Sagira leans past you to try to look around the corner, silhouetting herself for just a moment as she creeps forward. The three figures would turn, one of them with a human hand dropping out of his mouth as he opens it up in a slow... uh, 
and they begin shambling towards you. And I will need initiative from the party. Zombie fight. Round two. For a second, I thought I was going to be gassed, and then he rolled a bunch of dice, and then I was like, oh, we're going to die. Because <laughs> that's a lot of gas to fight. If they animated as ghouls or gas, wouldn't they have to like consume human flesh before they died? Well, I'm just saying. He like mentioned the stench, and that always makes me think gas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a ghoul, or maybe a guest. <laughs> Sakura gets a 20. Okay, so Sudi gets a... 9. Citra? 16. 16. On yours? 11. On her? 14. Okay. I'm assuming it just has the follow command? Follow job. Oh, did you roll stealth for the bird? Heal, whatever heal is. Yeah. 19. Okay. All right, so you round the corner. Those three note the party, and those other three did not. So here is how I'm going to run this. This is going to be a surprise attack round. On her, it has first initiative. He's gonna. I'm just gonna have him land on that building. Very well. On yours, you rolled high enough that you and Sudi get to act in the surprise round. Cool. Because you two rolled high enough that the zombies did not notice you approaching. Heyo. It's because y'all are behind us. Excuses, excuses. Onuris is just going to move into the alleyway and a little bit down towards the zombies. Okay. So let's move 15 feet forward. And he'll move 10 more feet forward. That gives the zombies room to shamble towards him. The overturned cart and everything is difficult terrain, right? Yes, the overturned cart and all of its contents are difficult terrain. Okay. So Onuris bursts out, strides forward. You would see the... Half dozen zombies turn. Only three of them turning at the moment. Smell the putrefied flesh. From Onuris, we go to Sudi. Uh, okay, so Sudi is going to follow Onuris around the corner. Uh, figuring Onuris has some kind of a plan, he will stop right next to Onuris on his far side. Very well. So the two of you form a quasi-line. Hold the line. Hold! Round one of combat begins. The wind whistling, whipping past all of you as we cut to Sagira. I suppose um, spins her uh, softly glowing kopesh. Sagira's going to round the corner and run up those stairs. I assume that's a platform. Up onto the loading dock? Yeah? Yes. And There's a wide set of doors to your left that leads inside of the building proper. Although you don't know what's inside yeah, the building. Yeah, better hope nothing's nothing else. <laughs> Surprise, more zombies. That is what it is. Uh, so she moves 30 feet around that corner uh, so that she's facing one of the zombies. Uh, you dart up the stairs. The stairs actually only are about three feet higher, although it's still high enough to give you the plus one bonus yeah. for having the high ground. As you would dart forward, you would glance off towards your left. The warehouse seems to be filled with an assorted number of tables, effectively constructed with a preparation area in the center, and then various tables set with tubs to immerse the bodies in the salt and natron to dry out the corpses. Hmm. You just kind of give a quick glance back in that direction. Judging by the shelves in here, which would have respectfully contained the dead until they could be properly interred. This room could hold as many as three score dead. Wow. Um, all the shelves are empty. Yeah, oh, boy. Awesome. I'm going <laughs> to... Just hope they were empty when we get <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring my Kopesh to bear at this zombie with a... Oh, yeah, favorite enemy bonus. So you heft your blade swinging down at the zombie. Uh, I get a 31. <laughs> 31 will strike... The flat-footed zombie. It's <laughs> gonna cleave a bit of half, aren't you? I don't know, maybe. Possibly. 
Uh, no, I only do five, five, six, seven damage. Still seven points of damage as you cleave into it. Sink your blade deep into the thing, the thing as it would shudder. All of these zombies are completely unadorned. One of them looks like it's gone through the initial wrapping process. The other five are simply naked bodies. Okay. Um, you cleave into this, there would be no blood. Okay. It would turn staring up at you with its sunken eyes as the salt has drained all the moisture away from its eyes as well. Mm. Ew. Citra. I can't really see from my view. Can I get next to Citra or is that inside the building? It's difficult. Well, get next to Sagira. Sagira, sorry. If you go yeah. to Sagira's left, it's inside of the building. Yeah. You'd that's be what attacking around the corner from inside the building. Also, there um, could be more. Or you could there. rush up the stairs and then effectively leap over and straddle the wagon. Swing down from on top of the wagon. Okay. That sounds fun. Is that going to make her flat footed for. Uh, no, it's just moving into difficult terrain. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll do that epic maneuvering. Epic? Very well. So Citra rushes around the corner, strides up the steps, leap. You daintily, well, you hard press one foot into place before, you know, sliding as easily as you can your foot between the spokes of the wagon wheel ahead of you to brace yourself before, I guess, thrusting down. There's an injured zombie to your left or there's a whole zombie directly ahead of you. I'll go after the whole zombie in front of me. Very well. He is still flat-footed? He is still flat-footed. Does that mean I get my sneak attack? If you strike. That would be a 26. A 26 will hit your target. It's a threat. <laughs> hit threat, roll to confirm. Well, 14, confirm. A 14 will confirm your critical hit. They're naked. Yeah. As you spin your kukri around before burying it into the top of this thing's skull. Going for the brain, although in fact, it has no brain. Nope. It's already been removed. Okay. <laughs> so do these actually have weak points at that point? Like... Be going for like the elbows and stuff. Tendons yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, you can still critical a skeleton. True. <laughs> that would be 18 points of damage. 18 points of damage will. You would ram your blade into this thing's skull as it would collapse under you with a sickening splat as it falls into the blood smeared, eviscerated corpse that they were currently consuming its entrails. That See, one. that was why I hung back to make the zombies See, come to us so we could flank and stuff. Ain't got but, no time for this. <laughs> you know. I was gonna From, say well, no one said anything. I, I, I thought it was implied. Yeah. No, we I, get in the fray. That's what we do. I, I said on your stops there so the zombies will come to him. Uh, <laughs> on her, it's turn. On her, it's staying where he is. He is first level bird, and I don't want him to get mauled by zombies. He gets eaten so by the first zombie. level bird hangs out on yours. <laughs> mm, chicken. Any channels left there on yours? No, I don't have any channels <laughs> left. I, I use those killing the other zombies and saving everybody's butts back at the auction house. Shoot them. Shoot her. I don't want to drop my Kopesh and my shield. That seems like a very bad idea. Yeah, we, we got the, we can hold the line. Throw a knife. I don't have a knife. Why would I have a knife? Well, I because hope you don't get swallowed at any have point. A dagger. It's 25 feet to get into base-to-base contact. Yeah, but then Sudi won't be able to get into base-to-base contact. Sudi wants to be in base-to-base contact. No, I mean, Sudi could feasibly. He has a faster movement speed. He could feasibly. He could climb the wall. I mean, it could. Or <laughs> drop down where that zombie just fell. I could. Or run up the stairs and make an awesome, like, acrobatic uh, like yeah. a little parkour. Yeah, yeah, like a parkour, parkour move. And, like, you run over them. them using their heads as, like, steps. Uh, and all of a sudden, the, like, the wire, like, the wire fighting just, like, you know, <laughs> happens, and soon he just starts running in the air. Are you like, at wire fighting monk level? No, I think that's Dang. mythic. I think I have to be mythic for that. Onyris is going to move up next to Citra and swing at that zombie. All right, okay. so Onyris rushes forward. I get a 25, which is a threat. 
25 will hit. Threat, roll to confirm. 19. 19 will confirm your critical hit. You guys are on a, on a pretty good roll so far. On yours mm-hmm. does Don't Don't 13 points of damage as knock he on wood. swings at this thing's neck with his kopesh. He has to do it. You knock on wood. <laughs> you got it a wooden... Y'all's luck has no effect on me. Regardless, though, that kopesh cleaves the zombie in twain as it would fall. If my next roll is crap, I blame you. That's fine. You gotta be wor- more worried about Sudi's rolls. Uh, but before Sudi can move in, Uh-oh. the shambling masses force their way forward to the zombies stumbling up. Uh, fourth zombie in the back. He just intimidates. Um, so they can five foot step. And then it's going to be a swing at Onurus, Citra, and Segura, respectively. Okay. Starting haunt, with Onurus. <laughs> Uh, 17 hit on yours. Nope. Glances off the shield of Akintepi. Natural one will not hit the rogue. <laughs> Perfect 20. Uh, 19. <laughs> uh, yeah, on the nose. Uh, That's your luck. That's the curse talking. It wasn't perfect 20, though. It so wasn't a perfect fine. 20. Still, this one manages to club the side of your leg for uh, six. six points of damage. Okay. Um, you'd feel this bone crunching impact, uh, literally bone crunching as it seems to have broken its wrist in the process of slamming the side of your leg. Although it does not appear to care. Gross. That's nasty. Gross. Fine. It spits a human hand at you. Hey. I thought it already spit that out. No, it's the other one holding the other human hand. People have two hands. <laughs> not after zombies. Thank you, one. Captain Obvious Heather. The other two have feet anyway. Do they just carry those in their mouths like dogs. It's a doggy bag. They're holding onto it for later. Sudi. Um, all right. Sudi's going to try to do something like epic because I can. Could only end in tragedy. Uh, yeah. So Sudi is going to Prince of Persia up the side of the wall. Hey. Uh, you do not have the sands of time to rewind this if you fail. Well, yeah, but I have a natural <laughs> climb speed, so I can totally do this. Uh, so he's going to run 10 feet forward and then climb up uh, 10 feet. What is your climb speed? Uh, my climb speed is, I believe, 20. Okay. So you'll, that you'll move 10 feet forward. You're then going to climb 10 feet, which will effectively be 20 feet of your base movement speed because it's half of your base movement speed is your climb speed. So you'll still have 10 feet of movement left after that. Ah, okay. Then I will shamble over another 10 feet uh, in order to put myself, let's see if I did the so, math. Yeah, currently right. you would rush forward, you would climb, you need also climb up five feet if you're going to go over on yours. Yeah, so my idea is to try to go over on yours. Okay, so you rush, you'd rush 10 feet forward, leap up, grab the wall, climb 15 feet along the wall at which point you would have five feet of movement Which remaining. is the perfect to land behind the you zombie. You just drop behind the zombie. Or you can actually feasibly kick from the wall. You're still adjacent to it. Yeah, but if I kick him, I'm not going to get my piercing damage, so can I, like, slash him? With what? He, he's carrying With his dagger? dagger? It's in his teeth. Oh, yeah, it is in my teeth, isn't it? Because I can't... I have to have two hands to climb. Yeah, you have to have your hands free. Is coin. anybody thinking of the cat picture where he's, like, climbed the side of the building and then he got stuck... <laughs> no. I think you uh, just drop down. You know what? Yeah. Um, An well, alternative, if you don't want to do the climb, you could run up the stairs, run past Segura, make an acrobatics check to leap. I think uh, you're better off And you off would land climb. flanking with Citra. 
that sounds equally cool, and I've got a uh, plus 12 to do that, so I'm going to try that. Go okay. Ahead. If you do fail this check, you will provoke three attacks of opportunity. Yeah, that's why it sounds like the worst plan. <laughs> <laughs> Your original plan sounds like the better plan. Uh, no guess, no glory. Let's see what he goes for. Oh, Osiris. Oh, Osiris. It's only one, you know, only a natural one will ruin me. Uh, okay, so he goes, he runs up, uh, he, he leaps. Darts up the flight of stairs, leaps past Sagira, so acrobatics to not provoke an attack of opportunity. Eleven. So many attacks of opportunity coming uh, my way, guys. And an additional plus two to the DC for each additional threatening thing. Uh, that would be three attacks of opportunity Whee! as you go. Uh, go, ahead, you. go ahead and roll your acrobatics check to see if you leap far enough to actually get to where you need to be. Sudi, it's a trap. <laughs> it's a GM trap a GM right here. Trap. This is a GM trap, Rick. You've done this to me. I just want you to be cool. Uh, so Keep in mind that... Uh, in case you don't have this written on your page, for every 10 feet of movement speed that you have above a 30-foot speed, you gain a plus four bonus on any acrobatics checks made for the purpose of jumping. Well, then you got I had that, that was factored in. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So plus eight normal, plus yeah. four for your enhanced movement yeah. speed. So 21 is uh, enough to make that jump. hey oh, so at least I'm there, although I'm about to get clubbed seven ways a Sunday. Okay. Dramatic. So that's a 23. Ow. 14. No. Uh, and a 7. No. So only one of them hits you as yeah, you go that flying been worse. Here. They get attacks of opportunity even if they're staggered? Yeah, you still get attacks of opportunity yep. when you're staggered. Huh. You just can't take a, uh, can only take a move or standard action. Mm-hmm. Attacks yep. of opportunity are not counted as either. Yep. It's the same as they still get five foot steps. Mm. Anyway, this one does still manage to clip you for six points of damage as you go sailing over it. Ow. Can you still attack? That was a single move action. So, dramatically flipping over, one of them claws him, and then Sudi lashes out, uh, going Spit towards... your dagger into your hand in midair. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sudi, Sudi does that thing like uh, the, the like really daring uh, sports guys do, where they let, like, they're doing like the Superman or whatever, and they let go of the bike, and then they grab it later, but like, Sudi like, lets go of it with his teeth, and it flies forward a little bit, and he grabs it <laughs> in midair, in dramatic slow motion. Sudi is level four. We are not like level sixteen. So just wait until so le- he- it scrambles. Like he grabs it and it kind of flips a little bit. And he's like, ah! And then well, he finally let's, gets let's it. Let's see what the attack roll is before we determine how well this went. <laughs> hey. And uh, Sudi doesn't roll terribly, getting a uh, twenty-three. Oh, wait, uh, twenty. Five with the flank. Okay, we'll give it to you. So you would manage yeah. to land, yeah. spit out the dagger, stab backwards, hit your flanked target. Boom. Cut up into him. Four, 11 points of damage. Viciously cutting the zombie, it would stagger before turning its gaze back towards you. Oh, I really yeah. hope I got it down. Ready Curses. to eviscerate the cat. Curses. zombie. Sagira. All right. Sagira's gonna... All out attack. It's going a lot zombie. harder than uh, that first zombie fight did when they just died to channeled energy. Yeah, well, I don't have any more of those. <laughs> okay, Sagira swings down with her Kopesh at the same zombie. She gets a 19, 21. A 21 will strike the already injured zombie. And. Are you two up in fighting or just single attack? Two up in. All right. And she gets nine points of damage, or nope, 11 points of damage on that first hit. Very well, chopping down the zombie Yay. as it falls underneath your kopesh. Um, you have the one that Sudi just stabbed within reach, or you could five foot step and drop off the uh, platform. The platform's only three feet high. I'm going to drop off the platform. Very well. So you hop down. And stab this one next to Sudi. Very well. With my kukri. I only get... Oh, wait. 
favorite enemy. I get a 13. A 13 strikes the zombies and lash out with your... I mean, they are naked. They don't have any armor. For four points of damage. Nope, six points of damage. Six (laughs) points of damage. Viciously cutting into your foe. He's still going, though. Citra Nahamra. Oh, gosh, you last named me. (laughs) You're in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to full-out attack this guy in front of me since I've got the flank. All right. Do it. Make it happen. All right. I love this game sometimes. <laughs> I got a 25. That would be a I threat. I love this game most times. Uh, that hits threats. Roll to confirm Rachel's your critical only happy hit. Oh, when I only got a natural one, though. Only oh, it's a sad day for Rachel when she doesn't get at least two criticals in a game session. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Uh, but I do get... Sneak attack. Oh, right. Please add all of your dice. <laughs> as, as Rachel immediately reaches for more dice. Just one more. I only forgot one. Yes, you are at 2d6 now. 15 points of damage. 15 points of damage as you bury your kukri into this thing's chest before wrenching down as it collapses under the blow. The assorted stuffing falling and spilling out of it like slow sand, mixing with the blood pulling on the floor. Mm. Unhurt. Stays where he is. Useless bird. On yours. Hey, at next level, I take that feat, and he'll be way more useful. Mm-hmm. Aniris will spin Akintepi's Kopesh and slash at the okay. zombie with a 22. A 22 will solidly hit your opponent. I only do five points of damage, though. Cutting into the zombie, although it still stands, bringing us to the two remaining zombies, as all of you have done uh, pretty good work. Okay, so... Now, one of them was hit by Onurus, one of them was hit by Sagira, so they'll go for those respective targets. Mm. And Sudi is safe. For now. Sudi is never safe. (laughs) Onurus, 21. Yeah, that'll hit me. Whoa. Uh, The zombie clubs you for 10 points of damage. Ooh! As you feel your foot slip in the, uh, the bag of grain underneath you, splitting open the burlap sack as it would spill across and cause you to take a knee. Uh, natural one will not hit Sagira, though. Woo-hoo. So Sagira is safe for the moment as that automatically misses, bringing us to Le Cat Folk, Sudi. Sudi's going to shuffle over five feet to get the flank with Onuris on this uh, one that's in front of him and Go lash out with his dagger. All right. Yes. Oh. He rolls a natural one. Natural one will still not hit. Yep. <laughs> Even yep. a zombie. Even a flanked zombie. He, he like, uh, stabs it, but it's in, like, some fleshy, fatty part, and so, like, nothing happens. It's actually yeah. the thing it was eating. Oh. <laughs> oh, I, he, like, it, like, turns its head, and he stabs it right in the hand, except then it's, like, just, like, the guy's hand is mouth. That was one of the ones with the foot. Or a yeah. foot. Yeah, it's, it's just he stabs it in the foot, and he's <laughs> like, wait, that foot doesn't belong there. From Sudi, we go to uh, top of the initiative, Sagira. Sagira continues wailing on this zombie. All right. <laughs> Swing away. She gets a 24. 24 will hit your target. Uh, eight, uh, nope, 10 points of damage. Cleaving down the undead beast. She takes a five foot step. Very well. You straddled the eviscerated corpse. Oh, gross. And then she stabs <laughs> this other zombie. <laughs> yes. 
You can stand on the zombie. I think there are two zombies that were killed on that spot, so you can stand on their two bodies on top of the other corpse. Does it give me the high ground? No. <laughs> Actually, I will, let, I will let it give you the high ground if you also count it as difficult terrain. Fine. <laughs> um, I may not hit anyway. I only get a 11. An 11 will surprisingly not hit the ah. zombie. <laughs> I rolled uh, three. You technically connect, but you just... I hit that hit. same foot. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, foot. It's just in ribbons now. I just reach the, for the foot and pull it out of its mouth. <laughs> hit it in the face. Drop it. Citra. Drop it. Um, all right, I attack the last zombie standing. <laughs> That's the Rachel did, did you I hit real did good you laugh. Did again? <laughs> That'd be a... 23, which is a threat. 23 will hit a threat. Uh, there's confirm. her second one of the night. Uh, I, I would laugh if it was another natural one. I only got a 13 to confirm. 13 will confirm yeah, your critical hit. There it is. Second she just grinned right now. <laughs> you know Rachel does well when she does that. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make that into a soundbite. We should. Though. We should make it into normal. a soundbite. <laughs> it is not sneak attack. It's just cool. But I do max damage, so eight points of damage. <laughs> eight points of damage will still cleave down the you zombie. You roll that D four once as it falls. Oh, sorry. You do eight points of damage. You do sixteen points of damage. <laughs> You'd it be did. so much more effective if you were better at math. I think sixteen points of damage true. will cleave down the zombie Gosh. as it falls, splattering against the wall, slumping. Still. I promise, I know how to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, you say that. Make a bluff check. <laughs> Savage. I got a 12. <laughs> opposed. Opposed. I don't Perceive. Think... Or sense motive or whatever. I take 10 for a 17. Oh, sick burn. <laughs> whatever. I don't even know what's happening now. <laughs> We've gone off the rails. You all stand in this alley. Six zombies splayed out around you. A seventh body of a man laying here, eviscerated. Curiously looking over this wagon. A wagon that seems like it has no reason being here. Glancing back to the doors, the chain and lock of which would sit open as if it was already unlocked. As you consider this, you glance down towards the man. A man that honestly doesn't look to be much different than many you'd seen. Just another local in the town. Until, through the gore and the blood, you see a simple silver chain wrapped around his wrist. Wow, I hate it when I'm right. And we'll pick it up here next time. Ooh, so they most definitely are working with whatever caused the necromancy stuff. Yeah, well, they, but then he got caught in a crossfire like a dump. Yeah, well, obviously, then you're going to send your pee on to go open the zombie floodgates. <laughs>